Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 116. Today, I have an amazing interview to share with you with Danielle Dulski. Danielle Dulski is a heathen visionary painter and word witch. You may recognize her name from some of her books, Seasons of the Moon and Flame, Woman Most Wild, and The Holy Wild. I have literally read those three books more than three times a piece at least, and I I promise you, you will love them. Um, She also is the founder of The Hag School, and you can learn more about her at DanielleDulski.com. So I am super excited for this interview, but first, let's go ahead and do some smoke cleansing and draw a card. So today I'm using mugwort. I'm feeling a little disconnected today from my spirituality. So I chose mugwort to kind of open up, open up my upper chakras and connect me. I really love the smell of mugwort when it's burned. It's just, I don't know. It's a fucking witchy smell. (laughs) All right. I smoke cleared my mic and my computer and my area and myself and these cards, which I will draw from, call they are from the spellcasting oracle deck again. So let's get going. I love the sound of cards being shuffled. Right, one more time. All right, gonna draw th- or cut three times. All right. All right. This week's card is Answers. This card is such a cool card. So it has this old, like, kind of wise looking dude um, with his hands in front of his heart, lots of birds around him. And there is some, or there are some Nordic symbols of protection as well on this card. So I feel like this is your ancestors reaching out saying, hey, we got you. Um, if you need extra support, love, whatever it is to that you are looking for this week, if you need some extra support, please reach back to your ancestors. Um, send some gratitude while you're while you're doing it. I feel like it's really a good practice to honor our ancestors. And I know some of you may not know who those ancestors are, and. I feel like you don't need to know specifically who they are. Just know that you, the reason you're here is because hundreds and thousands of people before you, that that's why you are alive on this earth today. And whoever they are, you can reach out and say, I, you know, I know you're here and thank you. And also please empower me this week or protect me this week. The fact that there's protection symbols on this card, and I have been getting quite a few different, um, cards throughout last week and this week already um readings for people that were safety and protection centered so I feel like this is just a good week to stay grounded protect yourself energetically and in the mundane world you know you want to set personal boundaries and be safe but also reach back and ask for help from your ancestors I hope that made sense Before we get into the interview, I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, 
to the WW Coven. You, I, I don't even know. My mind is not even, like, my mouth isn't make, saying what my mind wants. So I'm just having a gushy moment of, like, a, absolute gratitude for the support and um, love in that group. Um, for for each other, there's so much uh, of helping others in that group and supporting people when they are down and myself, like I've had kind of a rough last week and I got so much support and love and I really, really just want to say thank you so much. I daily, day my daily gratitude always has the podcast and, and all my groups because I, it's the best thing in my life, like, I mean, yes, best thing outside the love of my husband and my daughter, <laughs> because I know if he's listening to this, he'd be like, what? I'm chopped liver. But you know what I mean? I, I really do value everyone. And this podcast is why I got to connect with so many people. So I always send gratitude to the podcast because that's how I met everybody and, and keep meeting new people. And it's, absolutely freaking wonderful and it fills this spot in my soul that was completely empty and I felt alone and I don't feel alone anymore and that's because of you so thank you I also want to announce I can't remember if I did it last week but I am completely full for my magical mentoring program that class is full I only took five spots this first round because I wanted to make sure that I had enough time to dedicate to everybody and next uh, session will be in October and if you missed out on this uh, session you can sign up for the next one by sending me an email or DM or whatever and I will tell you how to reserve your spot but thank you so much to everybody who who showed so much support for the program. It was like my my baby that I've been like cradling and and growing and nurturing for the last at least six months. Um, so I want to say thank you so much for all the amazing feedback so far. Even it's not even started yet. <laughs> I've got really great feedback in how I presented and the stuff I'm offering. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so let's start getting on with this <laughs> with this interview. So this is Danielle Dolsky, and this is all about her new oracle deck, the Sacred Hags Oracle. And what that is is an archetype. Think about the hag as an archetype. If you did not read the last book, the last book, not book, last book, uh, Seasons of the Moon and Flame. So if you're not familiar with the hag archetype, I highly recommend you go back and read that book. But you don't have to in order to enjoy this deck. So without further ado, let's get on with the interview. Well, we're talking today because you have developed a new Oracle deck. I have. Yay. Yes. Yep. The Sacred Hex Oracle. That it's sounds so beautiful. So first of all, I want to ask, what was the inspiration to create the deck? It had been something that you kind of had in the back of your mind all along? Yeah, uh, I've been wanting to do an Oracle deck and wasn't quite sure about the right way to do it because I kept coming up against this block of knowing that I, well, I am an artist and I do paint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me to create 56 separate images for a card would take, I don't know, 25 years. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I was up against this, you know, it had to be the right illustrator or I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And so it was sort of like, you know, getting really into the idea and then I would back off because I would come up against that obstacle. But then 
I just through these synchronicities remembered or realized that one of my best friends is a tattoo artist. And so while she's not like a traditional illustrator, she does the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Just yeah. in and not. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so we got together and we submitted a proposal to my publisher that's published all of my books and yeah. it all, uh, the process was much slower than it was, would be for a book, but, um, mm -hmm. but it was as smooth, I think, as yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it had been brewing for a while, and then I kept coming up against this idea of like, but the illustrator, and then right. I realized that I was best friends with the perfect person. <laughs> oh, that's perfect then, that's absolutely perfect, so yeah. while we're on tattoos for a minute, because I, I'm a tattoo connoisseur yeah. um, as well, so totally off subject, what's your favorite yeah. one that you've gotten? Oh, my favorite tattoo that I've gotten. Mm -hmm. Well, I have, I love my ogum fingers. Those are um, badass. And then I have a huge Morrigan on my left hip and it kind of wraps around my whole body. So oh. that's probably my favorite one. That but, sounds absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I love tattoos. My back is done. My arms are done. So I totally like anybody that's got tattoos, I'm like, ooh, share. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm sort of like a tattoo muse when people, because I waited a while to get my first tattoo. I was like Did 25. Yeah. And like whenever anybody's like a blank canvas and they're like, I'm thinking about it, but I'm too scared. I'm the one that like convinces them to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. A tattoo enabler. Yes, I am. <laughs> right. I said muse, but you're right. Enabler. Enabler. Because that's what I do. And I tend to do it. And I know that it's probably, it's whatever. It's not unhealthy. I get a tattoo when I go through transitions. I realize yeah. like, and it just, I may not be intentionally doing that, but that's what happens. Like, like right. a new turn of, of the wheel, a new cycle in my life. I'm an empty nester now. So right. I had to get a tattoo for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. but it's therapy, it's therapeutic and not all yeah. of them mean something. They're just pretty to me, but some of them do mean a lot. So. Right. Right. And they just become part of you. Like yes. you're never like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. It's like, it's there now. It know? is. Yeah. It's I, I love it. It, to me, they all symbolize some kind of change in one right. way or, or, or another. Right. Well, back to the Oracle deck. <laughs> so, so did you, I, I've heard from other people how they create, and I was curious to know if you used your craft in the process, like, did you do um, rituals and things to kind of get in the right vibe or to bless them? Like, how was that? Yeah, I always do that. I always build, uh, well, I do a lot of strange things, but Okay. I, I build an altar for the project as much as I know of it, which mm -hmm. is sometimes not very much. And then I try to, at a certain point, it's sometimes not in the very beginning, but after I've written like a little bit, I mm -hmm. try to commune with the spirit of the project. So I'm looking mm -hmm. at it like, you know, on some timeline, on some plane, this thing has already been born and it has its own spirit, kind of like a child. And mm -hmm. so then I let that spirit become teacher. And sometimes that teacher is very vocal, like mm -hmm. the Holy Wild was very vocal. And so I wrote that book relatively quickly. Nice. Um, and sometimes they're just like a little bit, um, I don't know, standoffish or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how much information I got from the spirit of the sacred hags oracle in the beginning, but I do, I have this, this kind of 
strange magical word witch process in the beginning where it's um where I'm kind of recognizing that I'm not I am creating this thing but I'm not birthing this thing and like completely in charge of the way it's going to be received in the world you know there's a certain point where I've done all I can mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. so I try to get to that place as soon as I can in the beginning and it keeps me humble and then also like really kind of in reverence to whatever this project yeah. or book is going to be so yeah I think it's a beautiful process like and I it sounds very um like I do kind of a similar thing when I have like projects to do but I'm definitely gonna have to think about trying that because to me sometimes I have a disconnect between um my mundane mind goes okay well it has to be this this and this it's got to be perfect yeah. and I can't release it until it's perfect but if I had a little more spiritual guidance that would probably kick my ego brain to the curb <laughs> right right because when it already exists you're like okay so what's perfection then if it's already there it came from I had this great pagan teacher that told me like when there's an epic ritual that you do or any birth or any death has its own spirit it's like an entity and I thought that was the coolest thing and so then like around that same time I had another teacher that was having me do like a birth chart an astrology chart for my business and I thought that was really cool. And yeah. so it was like those two things coming together and being like, oh, my, the books have spirits already. This is true. Yeah, that's, I love the way, I love that idea. And I think that it could be incorporated into all kinds of creative. I'm a creative person. I always have like 15 irons in the fire trying to do something creative. So this might help me like <laughs> settle right. down and maybe focus. <laughs> squirrel brain. Yeah. So I had the, the, when you were developing all of this, did the pandemic and the current like, you know, climate that we're living in, did that affect how easy it was or hard it was to get to the point of it's going to be a thing now, now we're releasing it? Mm -hmm. It didn't right up until the very end when, you know, the, the deck was like officially supposed to be born on March 9th and there were all of these delays that was this kind of perfect storm of you know the slowdown of shipping because of mm -hmm. COVID and then also the big winter storms that we had here on the east coast oh, yeah. and so like the blend of that delayed that for about three weeks which wasn't <laughs> something I had experienced with any of my books and I was like I don't know what to do about this now. <laughs> <laughs> right. but the rest of the process went exactly the same Oh, it that's good. Last little bit. Right. And I try, I, I'm, I'm one of those people who love schedules. I love structure because I'm so all over the place. So when right. something like that happens to me, I get really anxious and I'm yeah. trying to embrace that things happen as like in the timeline that they need to. So right. it's like, I've been really trying to embrace that part of, of, of how things happen. So right. I feel like your deck come out when it was supposed to come out. When it was meant to, right. There's no yes. Fault. It was yes. Storms. It is. So tell me about the deck and the cards and how how they. It's an oracle deck. Mm -hmm. So how does how do the lessons in this come about when you are going to draw from them? Yeah. So the so the deck has four different suits. 
Mm-hmm. And the suits are the seasons, which are essentially the 13 lunar cycles. And then uh, with one extra one, which is sort of like the entire wheel of the year. Mm-hmm. So each suit has 14 cards. So okay. there's 56 cards total. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the, the seasons and then there's the hags. So there's 14 sacred hags, um, which sort of are drawn from different wonder stories, fairy tales, and myths, and also people in my life. (laughs) So they're they're very eclectic mix, the 14 hags. And Mm -hmm. then we have the the spells. um, Sorry, the stories come first. The stories cards Mm -hmm. are just different... they are different archetypes, but then they're also just different strange like plot lines that have been in <laughs> Seasons of Moon and Flame and also in the Holy Wild a little bit. Oh, cool. uh, and then the last suit is this are the spells. And so these are different um, like, I don't know, ma- magical ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And each card has uh, each card has its own sort of advice or wisdom given by a grandmother so even if it's not a hag card it has like a grandmother speech section and then its own morning ritual and moonlight ritual so there's two rituals and then some like poetry for every single card so the you you know the book the companion book is is pretty elaborate as far as oracle decks go (laughs) i love elaborate (laughs) elaborate um and yeah, so so the spreads I think are like the coolest thing. I, I probably had the most fun coming yeah. up with the different spreads and thinking about like the way I always really wanted permission to use my oracle cards and did anyway, yeah. but wasn't yeah. really in the book. Um, so like I have, for instance, there's a spread that's for writers. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my cat rustling in my- It's okay. It's okay, I, I just had a train go by, so. <laughs> Um, there's, uh, there's a spread for writers, which is the story spread. And it's sort of like you pull one card from each suit and it gives you this entire story that you're supposed to remember. So it'll be like, remember a time in June when the hag of chaos told you to cast the spell of the Raven's ritual or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it'll, it's, it's meant to spark a memory that you then write about. So, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, it is a cool one. And then I have um, like a 13 card spread, which is sort of a wheel of the year spread and pentagram of magic spread, which is sort of like you pull five different cards and you essentially get five different spell ideas. So it's like a spell for protection that you're supposed to cast, a spell for healing, spell for manifestation, banishment, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. So the spreads were the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. So are the cards so the spells and rituals, do they have any particular path you need to be following in order to be able to do the spells? Or are these like an open type um, format? Yeah, they're totally open. I mean, they're they're Celtic inspired because I'm Celtic inspired, but yeah. um, there's no specific traditions that okay. you have to subscribe to or anything cool that's what a lot of times that's what I check to see when I'm buying decks like do I need to be a certain devotee you know in order to get good use out of it but this sounds like it's got 
everything I could want in a deck and the yeah. elaborate guidebook that just, to me, I like it when they have like something that I can really dive into and I'm very textual too. So I like to like read it and put my hands on things um, to connect to it. So I'm excited to get this here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want you to have it. Yes. Uh, it's like everybody knows the hag. You know, like as long as you feel like you can kind of grasp that, that yeah. type, then you can totally. Yeah. It sounds like a beautiful deck. If you had to pick like one of the suits artwork that you were mm -hmm. like, this is my favorite. Could you yeah. pick one? Uh, one of the, the suits as a whole. I mean, mm -hmm. the hags are awesome. Are they? The, I don't know how Janine Hausman is the illustrator. I don't mm -hmm. know how she does it because as far as like uh you know who inspired the different faces she yeah. says there's really only two or three that are really drawn from people mm -hmm. the rest are just sort of like pulled from her head and so like oh. to be able to draw a face in so much detail and you're just like coming mm -hmm. up with it. <laughs> oh that's a beautiful beautiful gift I envy yeah. that yeah <laughs> so when you come up with the hags so you came up with the 14 hags and they each represent, you know, the hags that were in your book and then also people that you're connected to personally. I find that amazing. So if somebody were to go get, if they haven't already read the other books to get them, that would even make this deck mean more to them and maybe be able to really connect to it even, even on a deeper level if they have already read about the hags. Mm -hmm. I yeah. That's awesome. So did you pull, did you go back and grab your book and kind of use that and the wording and reread some of the things you wrote to create each hag? All, all the words are new. Yeah. The, the, the seasons cards, um, and some of the hags and some of the spells of the stories, yeah. those, the titles of those are in seasons of moon and flame. So in seasons of moon and flame, like each chapter is its own season. Okay. And so those are the same names that are used for the season's cards, but oh, cool. the rest of it, like there's no, there's not a poem that's in Seasons of Moon and Flame that's also in the Oracle deck. Mm -hmm. So all of that's brand new, but yeah, a lot of the concepts are similar. That is so cool. Like my Gemini brain is already like going, okay, so when I get the decks, I'm going to want to have the poem out and I'm going to want to yeah. make little like cards with just the poems so I can put them on my walls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, I love to have things like that just everywhere, If especially when it comes, like, I love the way you write. Like, somebody asked me, they hadn't read any of your books yet. Yeah. And they're like, so what it's like, what are, what are her books like? And I'm like, trying to search for the right word, but it's, it's sensuality and wisdom and that witch vibe that just drips off of the books. That's what it feels <laughs> like to me. It just drips off of the pages when I'm reading. Yeah. It's just... It's very easy to get lost yeah. and just completely disconnect and just lost in your book. So yeah. I cannot wait to, you know, do a little divination with this deck. I feel like yeah. it's going to be, it obviously has your, you know, energy and your way of doing things is going to be embedded into this artwork and the way that you're gonna you've already designed the the spreads and everything so I can't imagine that this you know wouldn't be just like right you know reading one of your books yeah. I'm very excited thank you <laughs> so where can people get them oh anywhere, anywhere? they're on 
they're everywhere now. Uh, I think that in the UK, there was a, when it was delayed here, there was also a delay in the sure. UK. I don't think the UK Amazon are shipping quite yet, but they should be in a week or two. Oh, that's exciting. I, I'm just stoked for, I was wondering, like last time we had an interview, I was kind of thinking about that after we got off the off the call, you know, I'm writing all my notes down. I'm like, oh my God, she'd make an amazing Oracle deck or, you know, tarot <laughs> deck or something. I'm like, that would be really cool to have. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really, really thank glad you. that you did this. And thank you so much for doing the interview. I always, I'm, you're amazing to talk to and your energy is beautiful. Thank so do you, you <laughs> my dogs are barking, of course. <laughs> <sighs> yes, an extra house guest creates a little bit of dissonance within yeah. all the animals. Um, what was I going to say? I'm going to have to like retract my brain. So <laughs> after, after this, is there any more plans for a book like to follow? There's a few things in the works. Nothing is set yet. So I don't have anything specific that I'm like, keeping right. secret. there's a few different like ways it could go, but the answer is yes. <laughs> I do. I have like three different irons in the fire and yeah. one of them's going to have to take priority soon. Um, <laughs> but at least through the summer, I'm sort of playing catch up with all of the 2020 things that got canceled and trying to like, you know, get everybody back right. in real life again. And yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't, I mean, obviously don't know you personally, but you seem like the kind of person who always has some kind of project brewing or inspiration brewing for yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not happy unless I do. Yes, I can, you're a I doer. <laughs> and I don't. I always plan to take like November, December, and January kind of off. I like yeah. I still, but you know, to not be like super creative at that time. Yeah. And and so I do. <laughs> really upset and like low and like so it's like the darkest time of year and I like yeah. plan to do what I'm supposed to do as far as nature is telling me to like be quiet and stay in the dark and I'm like but I'm. Mm -hmm out of here <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> I feel like I do the same thing I definitely retreat within on those months too I try to kind of follow nature and go okay I'm gonna be right. still not really think about too much um as far as projects but that never right. it's a yeah. struggle I think I I'm a, I'm a Gemini I have all kinds of other air and water in my chart so I'm constantly thinking and doing and and having all the emotions right. So yeah. I can relate to that. <laughs> um, do you have anything you would like to tell um, tell my listeners about, like, what do you want to tell them that you feel is the most important thing about your deck before they use it? Ooh, the most important thing about the deck. Well, I always like it when people consider like their own personal hag stories. Like, you know, if they know their grandmothers, maybe grandmother, if not, maybe it's, you know, the hag from the fairy tales or Baba Yaga or the Kalyak or something like that. But you know, who are their hags? Yeah. Because you can find the faces of your hags in the deck and then that makes them mean more. And it's not just, you know, um, some stories that I came up with, right? right. No, there's right. a, that's beautiful. Go ahead. No, I was say that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I think there's like an unseen intelligence to Oracle cards. Um, and when you really resonate with them, it's because you've been able to see your own people in like the faces of the archetypes and the characters mm -hmm. that are on them. 
So well, that's I I will probably do an unboxing and some kind of group video when I get mine so the coven members cool. can look at it and see what it looks like. Um, I'm really stoked. I'm actually gonna take uh I I cannot stop taking classes that's like it's a compulsive issue like yeah. I don't know why but I can't um <laughs> and I usually just do oracle decks or oracle cards because my mind is too busy or this is my this is my lazy excuse that my mind is too busy for tarot right yeah but I'm gonna take some classes so I'm like ooh, <laughs> I could like mix and match and so yeah. I'm excited <laughs> yes that's my excuse I'm I'm probably just lazy and don't want to focus on one thing like tarot to me I have to know the real definition like if you look it up on bitty tarot or something like that the definition right. of a particular card but I read intuitively so if I get that card and I'm like that's not what that's not what I feel it means then I feel like I'm doing it wrong <laughs> right I know tarot is a unique it is true <laughs> so did you when you were trying to when you thought about doing a deck, was it ever, I mean, you have suits and everything, but did you ever think, okay, we're just going to do a tarot? Like, it's not going to be an Oracle deck. It's going to be tarot based on, you know, the Raider White, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. I didn't, I mean, the thought crossed my mind. I didn't really consider it for very long. I mm -hmm. do read tarot and I have like forever. <laughs> like, since I have, I have my first how to read tarot book from when I was 16 years old and it has all of my notes in it about boys and high school oh, and it's the coolest thing. That anyway, is the coolest thing. <laughs> um, so I didn't consider it for very long because I do really like kind of fiercely respect the tarot and yeah. I know myself well enough <laughs> to know that I would be wanting to kind of change things and yeah. that I maybe shouldn't be messing with. So I didn't really consider doing a tarot deck for longer than, I don't know, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I... I would be intimidated, I think, because I would be the same way. Like I would want to change it or do it intuitively how I want to do it. And then I'd really make somebody mad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I appreciate you talking to me about this deck. I, I cannot wait to get it into my hands. Um, I will make sure that I'm going to share. I'll share some artwork and some pictures of it with everybody that's listening. So you can kind of get a sneak peek of it. And I'll post some links on where you can also where they can buy it. Um, and then when I get mine, I will do an unboxing. We will share. Um, I'll probably actually do that on Instagram. Yeah, great. So I'll probably do it on Instagram so that everybody can see it. And um, maybe we'll do some like an online, like do some card draws while I have it just to get to know the deck. So yeah, that would be cool. really, really fun. Okay. Okay, <laughs> good. Thank you so much today. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Okay, take care. Bye, you too. Bye. I want to say thank you again to Danielle Dolsky for coming on the show for the second time. I really, really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to see what lies ahead for you. Her new Oracle deck, the Sacred Hags Oracle, is out now. You can get it where most books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Bookshop are just a few of those places that you can get it. I cannot wait to get my hands on mine. When I get it, I promise I will share it with y'all. <laughs> I promise. Some places that you can uh, look up a little bit more about Danielle Dolsky and learn about her, you can go to her website, daniellodolsky.com, and it's got so much information 
subscribe to her newsletter so you know when the events that she's doing are kind of come up and if there's any opportunities for you to learn with her. So thank you again, Danielle, and thank you to everybody that listens. I just am having a moment of grab like a crazy emotional gratitude today, and I have to say it again. Thank you for everybody that listens. You guys are just a bunch of badass listeners for real thank you to all of those that are in the witchy woman friends group as well and the witch and the ww coven um if you would like to join our coven go to witchywomanpodcast.com and click on join the coven you can also learn about the magical mentoring program that i have as well as a little little bit about me if you don't if you're a new listener and don't know much about who i am i have a blurb about my education and experience in witchcraft in my about section so i guess that's all i got so until next time stay witchy bye bye